Welcome, dumbheads, to MDC, the Mega Dumbcast. In this final leg of Season 5, I'm reading my way through every single goddamn page in The Revenge of Kang, the final module in the Time Warp Adventure series for TSR's Marvel Super Heroes role-playing game. And as I do, I'm identifying the dumbest thing on each page. Every episode is one page, every episode is short. The Revenge of Kang was written by Ray Winninger and was published in 1990. Today we're discussing the front cover of module MT3, The Revenge of Kang. We've made it. This is the third and final adventure in the Time Warp Adventure series. We've been through a lot. Our characters have been through a lot. The West Coast Avengers have been through a lot. As you can see, if you look at this page, you can find it on the visual companion at patreon.com slash megadumbcast in a public post for everyone. If you look at that cover, you will see that these are not the West Coast Avengers we've been following throughout this adventure series. These are new, fresh Avengers who had to sub in because the old West Coast Avengers were saturated with misery, I guess is how I would put it. Although Wanda's still here. What a fucking trooper. This cover depicts Kang the Conqueror standing in front of some complicated machinery. He's got one hand on a control panel and the other hand just kind of hanging out there, held out in front of him, conveying, I would say, contempt, frustration, annoyance, I think, is how I read this. He doesn't look like he's thinking, no, the Avengers. And it doesn't look like he's thinking, little do they know. It looks like he's thinking, god damn it, the Avengers. And hey, it's book three. I can relate. Some of these are new faces, but some of them we've been familiar with. There's Scarlet Witch in the back. Try not to fly into any bulkheads, Wanda. There's Wonder Man continuing to coast on the fact that one writer in one early Marvel comic decided that he was as strong as Thor since he was a one-off character. And then he turned out not to be a one-off character. And now it's 1989, and here he stands before us the most ho-hum of himbos with the power of goddamn Thor. And then up above him, of course, we have the Vision, our old friend the Vision. You here to ruin another story, Vision? You just got to fly through a wall from one chapter to another chapter that doesn't go with that chapter just because you can. But in addition to the old Avengers, we then have the new Avengers. We've got Iron Man. Uh, There's US Agent in the front. For those of you who aren't really comic book fans or fans of latter-day MCU, it it may be somewhat odd to see this uh, black, white, and red Captain America duplicate. He is not, in fact, a clone. That would be a very good guess, but he is not a clone of Captain America. He's more of like a morally gray reflection of Captain America. Another thing that basically all superheroes have. You got to have a clone. You got to have a reflection and you've got an opposite. And sometimes you've got an inversion as well. Superman also has a composite Superman that he shares with Batman. But that's advanced. That's advanced stuff. That's too much time on your hands as a comic book character. When you've been hanging around since the 30s. Things start to feel stale. You get a little bit freaky. You're sharing composites, swapping secret identities. But that's not our concern today. This is not necessarily a fun day at the office for Kang. I think he'd rather not be here, which is partly why the dumbest thing on this page is the title. Uh, First of all, I resent losing the title that we were promised way back in all this in World War II, The Man Who Would Be Kang. That would have been a good title. As I said at the time, probably too jokey. But I would have enjoyed it, and it would have been accurate. It's a pun with a double meaning, but if you break it down, it's a pun on Kang and King. And he's Kang, and he wants to be King. This is truth and pun. This is responsible module titling. What we have here is the Revenge of Kang. Revenge for what? I mean, he's fought the Avengers a lot of times over the years. He's fought a lot of people a lot of times over the years. But I don't think he has particularly anything to avenge himself about related to these characters on the cover. Inside, it's still the same West Coast Avengers that we've been following since the beginning. Like, Kang has had a lot of experiences 
in the Marvel Universe, and he's had them in such a counterintuitive order that you can never quite be sure. But I think probably Moon Knight, Tigra, and U.S. Agent at this point in like December 1989 have to be in like the top 5% of Marvel super characters whom Kang has the least reason to hate. They, I think they've barely interacted with him, if at all. Moon Knight may have never met Kang before, which is astounding when you think about it. I mean, in the normal course of events, most of the people you meet are Kang. So if you've missed him your whole life, you would think that you were in a uniquely strong position not to have yourself avenged upon. But no, here he is, taking revenge on people he barely knows. People that, if we believe this art, he really just wants to go away. Knowing as I do what this book is going to be, I will say that this cover sets the tone. I think by the end of this season, you will agree with me that the various parts, good or bad, of this adventure are subtly but definitely non sequiturs. It's a little thing, but it's there. So I guess I'm just here today to validate you. A book's title should serve as a meaningful title to that book. And if it doesn't, and that bothers you a little bit, you are right to be bothered a little bit. Of course, if this feeling persists for five seasons, seek help. Speaking of things I could use help with, join me next time as we discuss maps on MDC, the Mega Dumbcast. This has been MDC. New episodes drop every day except for Sundays, when all the previous week's episodes drop in one big megasode on the top-secret patrons-only RSS feed. If you'd like to get access to that feed and support the show, go to patreon.com slash megadumbcast. Contact me however you want. I am Megadumbcast on Twitter, Gmail, Podbean, your favorite podcatcher, etc., etc. This episode's music, used under Creative Commons license, is Take Us to the Nearest Starbase by Astrometrics, whose work you can find at soundcloud.com slash astrometricsband. <laughs>